Some people focus on building the business, while others focus on building the brand. I think it's fine either way. The problem, however, comes is that when people think they're building one, that they're automatically building the other. And that is simply not true. Sure, building the brand is important, but if you're not generating any revenue, all you're doing is funding an expensive hobby. And maybe your balance sheet shows you in the black, but it would be really hard for you to scale globally if no one knows who you are. So let's see if we can do what life really requires of most things, achieving balance. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. So in today's show, we're going to talk about building a business versus building a brand. So in the first segment, we'll talk about some of the differences between the two, a business and a brand, and also if it's advantageous for you to either build a personal brand or a business brand. Next, we'll talk about if you want to go about that personal brand, we'll talk about ways to scale that. Next, we'll focus on the business side of it. A lot of times when we're building a, building a brand, we kind of mess up running the business right. So we're going to talk about that. And then lastly, if you want to build the business brand, we'll give you some steps and tools to figure that out. So Startup Nation, I hope you're ready to receive great value today and let's take flight. Startup Nation, one of the main things when it boils down to it, when it comes to a business versus a brand, the main idea of a brand is that it transcends the business itself. So don't get me wrong, like the business is like this organization, if you will, that runs and flows, you know, it has your checks and balances, it has your processes, it has your employees, this, that, and the other, and it runs and flows like any other organization or business or whatever, right? And so that's what it kind of means to have like the business part of it. But when you're talking about building a brand, okay, you start to get in What's the story behind the business? What's the motto? What's, you know, what kind of story or what kind of theme you want to project to uh, the target audience or to the marketplace, if you will? What story is being told from that business? Okay. So let me see if I can give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. So for starters, like if you take, like, say, uh, Coca-Cola, if you will, or if you take Pepsi, if you will, right? At the end of the day, all they are is like this carbonated sugary drink. Let's be honest. People will buy carbonated sugary drinks, you know, because, you know, it tastes good. You know, it's refreshing. This, that, and the other. But when you're talking about building a brand, then that that carbonated sugary drink is supposed to take a whole nother form, a whole nother life of its own. Uh, we talk about all the time in, you know, in the business world, the difference between uh, marketing and branding Marketing is what you tell people what you are. Branding is what people say you are, okay? 
And so when you talk about building the brand, uh, you know, in reference to the carbonated sugary drink that we're talking about as far as like Pepsi and Coke, you start to transcend, you know, just the business. For example, when you when you think about Coke, you think about like this instant refreshing drink, if you will, you know, something that that reflects to happiness, something that reflects to since we're in the holiday season, something that reflects to polar bears and Santa Claus and this, that and the other. Right. And so that's where you talk about building the brand itself. You're you're, you're more much more than just this drink or advertising uh, campaign they had. Like I think it was like in the 60s or 70s where they were trying to unite the world where all these people across the world drinking Coke. And, you know, had all different types of labels based on uh, that origin of Coke's, uh, you know, where that Coke came from, or whether it be India, France, Germany, Africa, wherever the case may be. And so when you're talking about building a brand, that's what we focus on. You focus on something more than just, you know, what the the carbonated sugary drink is supposed to do. It's about what that carbonated sugary drink is supposed to make you feel, how it makes you act, how it makes you react to certain things, right? So that's one of the main differences when we're talking about building a brand as opposed to just focusing on a business. Another example is like places like a Chipotle, if you will. Now, when you talk about, you know, burrito, hell, you can make a burrito there in your kitchen, could you not? You know, you have your, you know, your, uh, your salsa and you have your rice and your beans and, you know, everything that goes into a burrito, right? And so at the heart of it, a place like a Chipotle or a Moe's, if you will, you know, they make great burritos, okay? And you can go forth doing that. But when you talk about a place like Moe's and every time you walk in there, it's like, welcome to Moe's. And when you hear on the commercial, welcome to Moe's. Now it's, it's, it's expressing something a little different. It's expressing something about this feeling that you have when you when you go to Moe's. Not just when you bite into the burrito, but when you experience a Moe's burrito. Notice I said as far as, far as you know, buying burrito and experiencing the burrito, okay? So when you bite into this burrito, let's say you're eating in Moe's or you're eating in you know, uh, you know, uh, at your home that you per you know, you you bought some Moe's and you brought it home this that, and the other, right? It has this feeling of feeling festive and fun or whatever, right? Because you would think that if somebody's saying, welcome to Moe's and you're having fun, like they're having fun of what they do. So they're going to take the time and effort to put, you know, great ingredients and great love in your food, right? Same thing with the Chipotle. You know, it may not be the happy festive, you know, archetype, if you will. And we'll talk about archetypes a little bit later on. It may not be the happy festive archetype that they're trying to go for. Or, it, you know, in Chipotle's case, it may be the more responsible, peace of mind, you know, uh, way of life type of archetype that they want to go to. For example, uh, when you talk about a Chipotle, they talk about farm fresh, you know, vegetables and, you know, free range animals, you know, organic this you know, natural that, this, that, and the other. And so Chipotle's archetype or, you know, kind of notion to branding, if you will, is to say that when you eat one of our Chipotle burritos, ours is one of, uh, you know, responsibility. Ours is one of uh, making sure that, you know, we take a very unique approach to how we make our food, how we give our food to you. And we take responsibility into giving you something that not only tastes good, but is good for you and is good for the environment. So when you talk about branding versus the business, that's one of the main things. Like I said, building the business is this autonomous thing that can kind of after a while run itself. Right. But when you talk about building a brand, it makes it personal to the marketplace. It makes it personal that they can relate to 
you know, the target audience. They can, can relate to the marketplace. Okay. So think about that, you know, as you move forward, you know, if you decide to want to just focus on brand and focus on building your business. Like I said, you can go either way, but like in all things, you know, uh, life requires balance. Now, when you talk about branding and business, this and the other, you, you can go either way. And so, you know, in this first half of the show, we're going to talk about, we're, you know, we're kind of mostly going to talk about building a personal brand, right? And so, you know, and don't get me wrong, uh, Startup Nation, you can have a brand for your personal side and your business side. Some people want to just focus on the personal, some people just want to focus on the business, and that's great. But the thing is, you need to understand is that if you're going to do the personal brand, stick to the personal brand. If you're going to do the business brand, stick to the business brand. OK, you don't want to have the situation where you keep, you know, moving back and forth because you can confuse the marketplace. And if you have a business brand, you need to understand that you do not have a personal brand. And if you do have a personal brand, it is separate from the business brand. For instance, when you hear me on the startup life and you talk about, you know, we talk about Al's, our parent company, this, that, and the other. You know, granted, I, I tell you who I am. My name's Dominic Lawson, this, that, and the other. And I tell you I'm the host, this, that, and the other. But you never, you, you, as you know, this show isn't called The Dominic Lawson Show. As we talked about in the previous episode about, you know, how to build a podcast, how to, you know, start a podcast, this, that, and the other. This isn't called The Dominic Lawson Show because I'm not trying to build a personal brand. I'm trying to build a business brand. That has always been my focus, our focus here at the company. But, you know, like I said, if you want to build the personal brand, that's fine. But, you know, and if you want to build a personal brand and a business brand, that's fine. But just understand that the business brand is a entity to itself. How we talk about all the time, Startup Nation, that, you know, if you have a, a business account, like business checking account, that's, you know, for the purpose of the business. It's not your personal checking account. The brand works the same way in that regard to where if you have, uh, a business and it's a business brand the brand belongs to the business it does not it does not belong to you personally yes you run it you own it this that, and the other you own the logos the mottos the whole nine yards but that brand belongs to the business okay so for whatever reason if you leave the business you get fired from the business you sell the business whatever the case may be that motto, that vision, that statement, this, that, and the other, and that brand goes with the business. It is no longer yours, okay? So just remember that, Startup Nation, as you uh, listen to this episode and as we move forward. But anyway, so let's say you want to start a personal brand, okay? It's one of those things where uh, it's great for people who are trying to start a podcast, start a blog, uh, who want to be known as an influencer, who want to be known as... Uh, a person of expertise in a certain category or industry or sector or wherever the case may be. So, you know, and we think about, like I said, bloggers, podcasters, uh, artists, uh, people who write books, this and the other. Those are the type of people who probably probably advantageous for them to buy, to uh, build a personal brand as opposed to a, a business brand. OK, because when you think about like self-promotion, this, that and the other, you know, that's what kind of encompasses the personal brand. I know self-promotion kind of has like a negative negative connotation, but that's not kind of where I'm going to. I just mean that like if it's you and what you create in your content and the value you create this that, and the other comes from you personally and not necessarily from the business standpoint, then it's probably advantageous for you to build a personal brand. So let's talk about some of the pros and cons of building a personal brand. For starters, a personal brand can be flexible. 
what I mean by that is, is that like I know we talked about earlier about how like you can't go from switching from personal brand to business brand. Is he any other? You know, which well at the very least is not the the best idea to do that. But when you have a personal brand, you know, let's say you want to start a blog and you want to start your blog with the personal brand. Is he any other? And people start to know you as the blog writer, this, that, and the other. And so if you decide to switch to writing the blog to writing a podcast, you know, if you will, or you want to start from writing a blog to making like uh, uh, YouTube videos or Facebook videos, then that's okay. You know, you, it's one of those things where it's like it's not really about the medium that you choose to have. It's more so about the brand recognition that you're building with your medium is just that your content is now going through a different medium or a different channel. And with a personal brand, that's okay. That's really okay. And if you start to have like uh, books and other products or whatever the case may be, you know, you decide to sell a, a whole different type of genre of books and products and the other, that's okay too. Because the thing is people are not necessarily buying the books or the products. They're more so buying into the brand of you and what you've built and the knowledge and the content and the value that you provided to your marketplace, to your target audience, uh, for people who are looking for your content. So basically what I'm saying is, when you have a personal brand, one of the pros is it allows you to be a little bit more flexible about how you want to uh, divvy up products or divvy up content or how you want to channel it out. With the business, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it doesn't really have a face. And so it's like, you know, if you change it up too much, people can come to distrust you a, a little bit more. But with a personal brand, people kind of know you personally, you know, know your quirks, know your little, you know, insecurities, if you will, you know. And so they're a little bit more able to trust you. So when you switch to something completely different, they'll be able to kind of ride with you a little bit longer because they know it's almost kind of like they know you personally. They know your ups, downs, you know, uh, you know, your advice, your, you know, constructive criticism, whatever the case may be, all depending on what kind of value you want to start or provide Startup Nation. But like I said, if you want to build a personal brand, one of the pros is, is that if you want to switch from, if you want to go to a, being a Pinterest guru to say, uh, a baking guru, it'll be a lot easier for you to make that transition as opposed to like a business of some sort. Another thing, Startup Nation, when you're talking about building a personal brand, it also allows you to help uh, develop a speaking career. Like I said, you're building this personal brand or, if, you know, even if it's not a speaking career, but maybe you're like an artist and you want to like, you know, go and sing out, you know, in local places, this, that, and the other, or you're a poet. And people want to know you for your poetry and you can go into poetry reading, whatever the case may be. Right. Building that personal brand will fit perfectly here. Right. And once again, you get to constantly uh, provide this new medium of providing great value to the people who are looking for your content. Right. Also, another uh, positive for building a personal brand is that kind of basically emphasizing all his word, but, you know, kind of put it in a more tangible way is great for one person industries like i said professional speaker a business coach a author or artist or something like that when you have that strong personal brand uh those in, in those type of fields or those type of industries it can really make you go a long way you know in your endeavor to providing the great content and actually over time become quite lucrative because the thing is those people start to you know uh, create products and courses and t-shirts and and, you know, and, you know, private readings and whatever the case may be. And also have sponsors and is there any other that you bring in. So when you build that personal brand, that's one of those things that can really go 
in your favor, Startup Nation. Now, there are some cons or some some things that you may want to consider, if you will, uh, when you're talking about building a personal brand. For starters, you know, a lot of times when you build a company, most often than not, let's say you do uh, heating and air conditioning, right? Uh, a lot of times what you do uh, is kind of relate to in the title of your company a lot of times like if you're if you're John's heating in air or if you're if you're Smith locksmithing or whatever the case may be kind of got kind of tongue tied a little bit there startup nation but it's kind of like what you do is already in the title but let's say like I talked about in the previous episode about how to start a podcast let's say you have a podcast and like I said you know you've just started it out and it's called the John Smith show I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Same thing, you know, building a personal brand. If you have a personal brand and you start a website and it's uh, johnsmith.com, like I have no idea what johnsmith.com is all about. So what you lack in that instant credibility, you have to make up for and constantly building that personal brand. How do we do this? Social media followings, building great content, building a following. So you have to build this very strong following that you that is going to take a lot of work so like i said like if you just call it the johnsmith.com or the john smith show you know it's like you really do have a blank slate but if you had like a business brand where you had like you know john smith locksmithing then you know you are that person already knows where you have and so that business would be a little bit ahead of the game as you know no, as a juxtaposed to the personal brand, because the personal brand will require you to build it. And so that brings me to my next point, Startup Nation. A lot of times it's really hard to sell a personal brand. Now, if and which brings me to this point, if selling is not your forte or selling makes you queasy, then you may want to start off with maybe a business brand or reconsider to a business brand. Because the thing is, we talked about just a few minutes ago. That when you're talking about building a personal brand, you have to build that brand from literally nothing, which means you have to sell yourself every single time. And so, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people uh, and they're talking about their personal brand, you know, and this, that, and the other, some people, they, they get fed up like, dude, you always talking about your blog. You always talking about your podcast. You always talking about, you know, what you're doing. That's because that person has to sell it every single time. To the point where some people may get a little, you know, weary of you always talking about that, but that person is always selling it. And that is what you have to require. You know, that is what you have to do when you're building a personal brand. You always have to sell it because you always have to build it. Because the thing is, you're building on your name. And, and if nobody knows you, you have to build it up. Because, like I said, you're not for to come out into the marketplace and just instantly be Grant Cardone. You're not for to come out into the marketplace and instantly be uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. You're not for to instantly come into the marketplace and be Tim Ferriss. You have to build that brand equity, if you will, right? You have to build that. And it also requires you to have brand consistency, which means that you stay on message, have your talking points every single time. You know, it's almost kind of like you have to have like a maybe like even a small elevator pitch when you're talking about your personal brand. Right. So keep that in mind. If selling makes you queasy or you, if sales is not your thing, you may want to think about if you're going to build a brand, build a business brand. All right, Startup Nation. So we've decided that the personal brand is the route to go. So this is kind of have a, a format of how you may want to try to start building that personal brand. The first thing you want to do is figure out what you're good at, what you like to do, this, that, and the other, and you know what you will want to do, whatever that may be, uh, for you to make a living. 
And the thing is, you have to love it. Okay. Uh, when you talk about building a, a business or a personal brand or whatever, right? You have to like, you know, really dive into what you're talking about. Your level, your level of expertise, whether it be engineering, business coaching, whatever your level of expertise, you know, that leads to your voice of command, uh, startup nation, you have to be able to figure that out because a lot of times, unfortunately, we see people like Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk or Pat Flynn and Tim Ferriss and people try to emulate those people and they try to emulate, you know, you know what they do, sell courses, buy books, this, that, and the other. But the thing is, the reason Gary Vaynerchuk and all those other people are able to do that because they built a personal brand. They built the personal brand, whether it be uh, as, you know, the leader of a company. And, you know, they had like the, you know, uh, of, you know one of those very fun CEOs, like a Richard Branson or something like that. Or they really dived into everything into building that personal brand. So, you know, uh, a lot, like I said, a lot of times people just try to emulate something that's successful. You can't do that, Startup Nation, because the thing is, when those days where, you know, you're going to hit that setback, you're going to feel like, man, this ain't worth it and you'll quit. But if you love what you do, you won't quit because you'll know, you know, you love what you do. You can talk about it in your sleep and you'll talk about it nonstop until you vote, your throat gets dry. Right. So the first thing is first is to find what you do that you love and pursue that. OK, it's really that simple. The next thing you want to do in this digital day and age, if you will, is to find your social platform, you know, and what I mean by that is, is that think about, you know, where your particular, you know, where your target audience is and pursue that platform. If your platform is one of those things where, you know, and this is just an example, Startup Nation, this is not, you know, the golden key to, you know, to your path to success. It's one of those things where it's a general idea, you know, where you may want to go. The thing is, is that, you know, uh, social media and websites, they're everything. Okay. They just are. And so it's like, let's say if your thing is about like, you know, living a lifestyle of like, you know, uh, you know, the fab life or, you know, just having fun or just whatever. And you have some type of unique qualifier that people can uh, uh, you know uh, you know adapt to then a place like a snapchat or instagram might be perfect for you okay you know if you're one of those people who are like business coaches you're serious minded and this and the other then linkedin may be the place for you okay or if you're a plate you know you're a person where you know you like to do live stream videos or whatever then you know facebook and uh places like uh twitter's um periscope maybe the place for you to kind of build that brand is any other. It, the thing is like, you know, whatever platform you use, that's fine. Just know that your target audience, like I wouldn't have your lifestyle blog on a LinkedIn. I mean, like you may, it may work on LinkedIn, but you, you know that nine times out of 10 people on LinkedIn are looking for kind of like professional services or some type of professional coaching, this, that, and the other, right? I'm not saying that, you no, know, you can't have professional coaching on, on lifestyle living, you know, I, I'm ignorant in that regard, style of nature. But what I am saying is that if your target audience is like lifestyle living and like pictures and this that, and the other, then Instagram or Snapchat may be the place to go. You know, but if you're like business coaching, LinkedIn, whatever case may be. Also, I, uh, keep in mind that if you want to have multiple platforms, that's fine too. You know, I, I have no issue with that. But just know that like you know, A, uh, you're going to devote a lot of times across a myriad of platforms, which may dilute your message a little bit. And then B, uh, the quality, you know, uh, of that message may get lost because it's like, you know, you really could just put most of your attention in one and really blast that one and be, you know, 
uh, a really uh, uh, an influencer in that one social media as opposed to just being kind of average on a, a whole array of platforms of social media. So be mindful of that startup nation. Also, when we talk about a digital or social platform, it's not just regu- relegated to social media. I've always had the, the approach or the strategy of being online this way. You're, you know, because some people, you know, want to do social media. Some people do websites. You know, it's up to you. My approach has always been your website is like your home base where people will come to you, have your blog there, this, that, and the other. It's kind of like your your home base. Like if this was war, that would be your your fort, your main fort. Like if somebody captured it, it's over with, right? But this ain't war in that regard. But what I am saying is like, you know, your website has like your basic information, who you are, what you're about, maybe has your blogs, this, that, and the other. Social media is where you go on the attack, right? Like social media is where it's like you share your blog from the website to your target audience because that's where your target audience are. They are on social media, right? So keep in mind, social media is used to go on the attack to get your message out. Your website is used as your home base as to, you know, where you, you know, gather the troops, rally this, that, and the other, where all your you know information about you, contact us. Uh, book ski, speaking engagements, this, that, and the other, right? So keep that in mind as you build your personal brand. Another thing, and unfortunately, this doesn't happen enough when building your personal brand, be willing to collaborate with others in your space. I Look, I understand competition, how this works, this, that, and the other, but sometimes, sometimes, no, scratch that. Quite often, it's okay to collaborate with not just people in your space, but also people in outer space. I want to focus on more people in your space. The thing is, is that you guys are trying to do things that are quite similar. Okay. And that's okay. And you you know, you can compete with that person, but you can also use each other as leverage to kind of combine your powers, if you will. Okay. You know, instead of like, you know, trying to, instead of just trying to always focus on being better than that person, that person may have a niche, you know, that your audience is looking for. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to abandon you. They may just start to listen to both of you and vice versa. You may be able to pull some of their talk, some of their audience members to your blog, to your podcast, to your, you know, live streams or whatever the case may be. So don't be afraid to collaborate. You know, Startup Nation, if it's one of those things where it's like, let's say you're an artist, they're a music, you're a musical artist, they're a musical artist, and you want to like come together and like sing on a, a, you know, write a song together and sing it for both of your audience to share. That's a win-win for everybody. Your target audience wins or your marketplace wins. Their marketplace wins. That person wins and you win. That's literally a win-win-win-win scenario, okay? Be mindful that it's okay to collaborate with not just people out of your space, but also and most definitely people in your space as well. Also, you know, once you start to... uh, build your brand startup nation, you start to see a little buzz, this, that, and the other, let's go ahead and, you know, if you haven't already done so, set up that website. A lot of times people kind of wait to build up the brand through social media, you know, before they get to a website. I think that's okay. I think that's totally fine. I don't think you have to have the website initially up front because the thing is, like, especially if you have, like, a Facebook page, a Facebook page really is not a Facebook personal page, but a Facebook profile page. Let me talk about that a little bit. Startup Nation, if you're going to build a personal brand and you're going to use Facebook, do not set up a profile page. A profile page is for your friends and family to kind of catch updates, this, that, and the other. Build a Facebook 
uh, fan page or business page, whatever the case may be, if you're building a business, but we're talking about personal brand right now, build a fan page. Okay. That's where you have your blog, have your live streams, this, that, and the other. It's kind of like a personal page, but it really, it's kind of like a personal page, but it really is a way for you to promote your brand, promote you, promote your content, this, that, and the other. Okay. So remember that have a Facebook fan page not a facebook personal page go up there in the settings and you know create new page and it'll it'll have business page artist page fan page where the case may be if you're an artist obviously use the artist page right but build a fan page startup nation do not build create a whole nother personal facebook uh profile for building your brand that's a no-no because the thing is believe it or not not only is it a no-no from a strategic purpose it's a no-no from a Facebook regulation purpose because if they see you posting like business stuff on, a, you know, or using a personal profile for business stuff, they will shut down that account, plain and simple. Okay, they may not do it immediately, but eventually they, they'll come around to you and they will shut it down. So just be mindful of that sort of information. But anyway, um, like I said, a lot of times people don't build their website up front, you know, and that's okay because a lot of times they build a, a Facebook fan page, this and the other. And also, if you're going to build the website, make sure you have like an email list capture situation, if you will, right? And don't be afraid to ask for a person's email list because the thing is, is that, A, you're making your target audience feel exclusive, right? Because they're going to get like exclusive content, maybe even a few, you know, uh, gifts or, you know, f you know, 10 percent off a product or whatever the case may be uh but don't be afraid to ask because once again you're, you're you're selling when you ask a person for an email address you're selling you just are because there's a call to action right so don't be afraid to ask for that email list you know get that email list send them you know additional content or free content or you know you know maybe you know like i said a coupon off one of your products of a course or whatever the case may be right which leads me to you know, my last step before we go into breaks automation, launch some products, right? If you're building a personal brand, you, you got, you got, you know, 5,000 followers on Twitter or wherever the profile you decide to go, go ahead and launch some products. And the thing is, it can be a, a myriad of things. You can write a book, you can uh, have t-shirts or whatever the case may be, but whatever you decide to do, or even courses for that matter, I know a lot of times people, especially business coaches or Pinterest people or wherever the case may be, uh, they decide to launch courses, whatever it may be, you know, now you're starting to like really start to generate some revenue, this, that, and the other, right? So be mindful of that. Go ahead and launch some products, you know? So if you kind of do those things I just suggested in that order, you can really start to turn that personal brand into a full-fledged business. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting great value from today's uh, content start automation. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life.
are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than our Teaching with Owls section of our website. Enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the Nixon presidency as part of our legacy series. Enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are Common Core aligned. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So let's say the personal brand isn't your route, but you want to build the business brand. Let's talk about that a little bit, okay? So, you know, for starters, you know, the, the business brand is going to take a little bit more on the upfront end, only from the standpoint of like, you know, the personal brand, like if you want to, you know, like I said, the John Smith show, whatever the case may be, you know, with the business brand, you got to think of something out of complete thin air. So it's like, honestly, that part right there is going to take you a while to kind of figure out, you know, what the business name is going to be and then really start to tailor the story of the brand around that business. Okay. So one of the things, you, you know, that's a, a reason why you want to build a business brand is that, you know, the brand forces you to think about the business itself. It's a lot like a business plan, if you will, right? How the business plan is kind of like the constitution of your business. And it forces you to think about how the business should be ran, where you're going to get money from, how you're going to raise money or how you're going to generate revenue, if you will. It's probably more accurate, you know, accurate, you know, to say, but, you know, the business name and the business brand forces you to think about what's the story going to be? What's the mission, the vision statement of that business? Uh, and let me kind of talk about that a little bit, because a lot of times people ask us all the time, what's the difference between a mission statement and a vision statement? OK, the mission statement is what you see yourself as the company. OK, like, you no, know, to be the market leader in selling towels, OK, or whatever. Right. The vision statement is how you get to the mission. OK, the vision statement is how you get there. So, you know, uh, the vision statement will go along along the lines of lighting. So we're going to stick with the same notion of towels, I guess, by providing a quality, comfy, fluffy towel or whatever. Right. That's kind of give you an idea of what the difference between a mission, and the vision statement. But when you're building that business brand off, you know, in the beginning, those are some of the things you have to think about. OK, and so building a business brand forces you to think about the business. The, the personal brand doesn't really force you to do that because like it's your name and you get to kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about, you know, but with the business brand, you really have to think about the motto, vision statement, mission statement, you know, you know, the logo, the whole nine yards. And also brand consistency is important as well, because everything you do within that brand needs to stay the same. OK, so if you have letterheads, you know, that's you know, that's the color scheme, yellow and black. It needs to be that. If your name is the uh, the accounting workshop, let's say that's the name of your business, the accounting workshop. Um, if your name of the business is the accounting workshop, your social media handle needs to be accounting workshop on Facebook. It needs to be the same on Twitter. It needs to be the same on Instagram or the very least as similar as humanly possible. OK, it needs to be the, the, the same across the board because brand consistency is so important. You don't want to be the accounting workshop on Twitter, accounting base on Facebook, you know, because the thing is, people will get you confused. OK, another thing is that, you know, when you uh, have a business brand, it's a little bit easier to sell. Like I said earlier, as opposed to the personal brand, when the personal brand, true enough, you have your name, but nobody knows who you are. So you got to build that name. Okay. But with the business brand, like I said, if you have something in the title of the business, a lot of times people automatically know who you are. You know, like, you know, if you're a Kroger grocery store, no, nah, it's a bad look. If you're vitamin water, okay, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's almost kind of like, okay, this is something that I drink or whatever. 
right? And so you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to sell that, or even if it's just vitamins, or which is a terrible business name. But at the very least, the name of the business name is in the title. I don't have to guess what we're doing. If you said you know the name of the company was Vitamin Water and you're selling books, I'll be highly confused. Okay, but if his name is Vitamin Water or Smart Water, then you know there is no confusion. I already know what it is. So that's why uh, business brands in that regard, have an easier time of selling because, you know, some of the selling is already being done in the company name. Now, there are some cons to having a business brand. For starters, uh, it's, a it, you know, like just like the personal brand, it's hard work to build a business brand because, like I said, nobody knows who the company is. You know, for starters, like, you know, here at Owls, you know, we, you know, we write curriculum and this, that, and the other, and so we kind of rival textbook companies. You know who Houghton Mifflin is. You know who Harcourt and is that and the other those people are, right? But who you you don't know Al's, you know, at least not on an international level, right? And so it's like we have to constantly build that brand name. And then also, uh, when you're building a business brand, you're not as flexible with like moving from products to products. Like I said, here at Al's, we write curriculum, you know, do you know, uh, and everything we do revolves around teaching, right? But what if we just stopped everything we were doing, the momentum we've been gaining, this, that, and the other, and we just started selling cupcakes? The target audience would be vastly confused, and we honestly would be literally starting from scratch. Now, granted, we don't have to, like, the, the business structure, this, that, and the other, but that's still all, all places would still be in place. But from the brand equity that we built and the brand consistency that we built and the you know our, our uh, push that we've made in our target audience, you know, all that goes away because we totally shifted our focus. So, you know, with a personal brand, you have a little bit more flexibility to kind of pull that off. But when you have a business brand, that can be really, really difficult. So when building a business brand, unfortunately, some business owners focus so much on building the brand that they forget about building the business itself. So I want to talk about a few things that people kind of forget about when building the brand, because if you build... It's kind of like what I, it works the same when I tell people who want to start a business, you know, that has like a charitable or a social uh, niche to it. If you don't run the business right, you can't give to charity or if you don't run the business right, you can't have that social aspect. You got to run the business right for the brand to work. I'm sorry. Coca-Cola has an excellent brand. Apple has a, 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 a excellent brand. But if that product, if that iPhone or the Coca-Cola was subpar, or, or, you know, you're, you know, uh, not running the numbers right or not, you know, managing your money right. It doesn't matter. The brand will go away. The, you know, like I said, the, the, the business, the business needs the brand and the brand needs the business. Okay. Now, if you had to pick between the two, it would be the business. Because the thing is, you can run a successful company without proper branding. There are plenty of, of successful businesses, businesses in this country that don't do a whole lot of marketing, a whole lot of, you know, branding. For example, here in Memphis, we just had a, a new restaurant called Cookout. And the thing is, is like all the all the marketing stuff they do really mostly comes from word of mouth. They don't do commercials. They don't do billboards. They don't have, you know, people writing blogs on how to make a proper burger or anything of that. But the thing is, they're very successful you know, because they have a really good product. Now, they could be bigger than what they are if they did focus on branding, but they decided they don't want to do that. They just want to make a great burger, and that's okay. But the thing is, is that if you focus all your attention on branding and you're not running the business right, the business will go 
the branding will go and all your work will go for not. One of the things that people forget when building the brand, you know, and, you know, and not focus on the business is that transition between entrepreneur to business owner. Now, an entrepreneur is somebody who comes from something, who builds something from scratch and, you know, and builds this company. A business owner is the person who maintains the entrepreneur's idea. Okay, because I know if I say entrepreneur and then business owner, they seem kind of like that's the same damn thing, Dominic. But they're kind of not the same damn thing, uh, Startup Nation, because like I said, when you become the business owner, you have to focus on the margins and make sure the margins okay. And you have to make sure the process is right and you're hiring the right people and you have the right processes in place and you have the right systems for the business to run effectively, right? I know you want to build your brand and this, that, and the other, but you got to focus on the business, Startup Nation. Unfortunately, we have too many people in this country or in the world of entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship where I don't know if they're trying to build a business or they're trying to be famous, okay? Which is fine. You want to go be famous, that's fine. But like, you know, you might not want to do that from the realm of a business. You may want to go build a personal brand or go follow your dream and sing and this, that, and the other, which is nothing wrong with that. But if you want to run a business and you want to have right uh, the right business branding you gotta run the business right start automation be mindful of that another thing is that a lot of times uh people forget you got you know being your own boss like the thing is this life of entrepreneurship and running a business is hectic right and so there is no there is no boss saying why were you late for work today that's on you you got to do that for yourself so that initiative and that self-sufficiency you know is super important you got to remember that you can't focus you can't focus all your time on focusing on a logo and you got customers in the front who are trying to who are waiting for you to be serviced and you're not servicing them. So you got to be mindful of that. Also, you got to remember the big picture. OK, Startup Nation. So if you if you want to be, you know, uh, like cookout, you want to have this really successful company, but you want to do branding. That's OK. If you're trying to be the next McDonald's, then you got to think about the big picture. You got to think about what it takes to get to that level. Okay, so be mindful of the big picture. Also, and this is a huge startup nation, you gotta learn how to delegate. You have to learn how to delegate. Like I said, this is part of running the business right. And if you're just the one who wants to do, you know, all the jobs all the time, and you got this whole team that you hired, you know, to do this stuff, you're not gonna make it, my friend. The crazy thing is, is that the fact that you hired these people should can allow you for the business to kind of run itself so you can focus on the branding i funny how that works huh so if you don't want to delegate then you're wasting your money and your time because you could be focusing on the branding while the people that you hired delegating them to run the company the thing is like some of the best ceos are ones who just go out and just sell the company now granted they're called for you know big meetings and like you know the the general direction of the company and this, that, and the other. But the thing is, they set the course, but they don't, they don't, you know, they don't do the logistics and the stuff to get there. He, they, the good CEO leaves that to the people they hired in order to pull that off. So you got to remember that startup nation. You got to remember to delegate the Richard Bransons and the Mark Cubans and the John Laguerre over at T-Mobile. Those CEOs, they sell the company time and time again because they have time to because they've hired the people in place to run the company. The CEO, like I said, they chart the course, they set, you know, set the course, tell us where we need to go, where we need to go, have the vision is that and the other, 
and everybody else that he hires executes that vision. Okay, which leaves the CEO, you know, time for marketing and selling the company and branding this that, and the other. Okay. Also, you got to stay motivated. Like, like I said in the personal brand uh, segment of the show, uh, don't build a business that you see somebody else is successful in, right? Because the thing is, if you're not doing what you love to do, it's gonna fall. And so it's like when you are in your purpose and in your passion and the thing that you love to do and you stay motivated, then you know eventually that the money's going to come. Because the thing is, whether it's the personal brand or the business brand, the money always comes last. Remember in the last segment where I talk about launching your products? That was the last thing I, I, I mentioned, right? That's because the money always comes last. The money always comes last. So if you know that Startup Nation, it, it's, it's, you know that should allow you to understand that like, the chart the path that you're on is okay so always stay motivated stay hungry you know and stay moving forward you know because like i said you got to do that part you know to run the business right you also got to be willing to make tough decisions you know we talked about hiring good people but sometimes you may have to fire those people because maybe they came to the interview and they weren't what they said they were right so you got to be mindful of that also understand that when you talking about running the business you got to face the risk there's going to be risk there 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 is no there is no golden key in entrepreneurship you got to make sure that you understand the risk and make calculated efforts to mitigate said risk okay also you know goes without saying work-life balance you need to be mindful that like you know granted i know i know we in this in this era of entrepreneurship where it's all about grind grind stay hungry stay focused stay thirsty move forward push, 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 sell, sell, sell. But I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you're a family person. You got somebody who is supporting you in your endeavor. And you need to make time for those people because the thing is, they may not invest in money, but they invested time and they invested in emotion in you. And so you need to be mindful to give back to them every so often, whether it be hang out, go to a ball game, have dinner, sit down, watch a movie, wherever the case may be. You need to be mindful of that work-life balance to pour back into the people who are pouring into you, Startup Nation. And lastly, you know, knowing how to handle the money. My God, you must know your numbers. As Marcus Lamonis says on his show, The Profit All The Time, you must know uh, your numbers and know the money, handle the money. Like I said earlier, understand that your business account is not your personal account and that you need to be able, it was as soon as you can, because I understand when you're first starting up, Startup Nation, that, you know, it's kind of hard to blur the line between the two and you got to, kind of meld the two this that, and the other i i i you know i totally if anybody understands i understand it but as soon as you can know how to handle your money try to separate the business accounts and the personal accounts and you know you'll really go a long way in running the business right and lastly startup nation but you know before we cut out today let's see if we can figure out how to build the proper business brand because we want to tell that story of your company right the first thing is to define your brand's purpose like we talked about with chipotle right like their purpose is to get you to understand that they want to help you eat responsibly in that regard, whatever you define that is. Uh, but you know that not only that their burrito tastes good, but also that that burrito comes from free range farms and, and fresh vegetables and fruits and that they only deal with certain vendors with, you know, for their products because they understand that Chipotle has set a certain standard for what they're looking for because their their target audience or their market has set a standard and so they will make sure that their vendors meet 
that same standard. So you want to understand your brand, pur- your brand's purpose, what you're trying to accomplish, and how you want to move forward in trying to project that purpose out into the marketplace, out into your target audience. Also, you know, you want to have a powerful brand strategy. Do you want to go through social media? Do you want to hit the pavement? You know, um, getting the word out. Do you want to go door to door? And sell to you know if you're if you're a B to C business to customer and you know get flyers out or do you know or if you're a B to B business to business business a business to business consumer or business if you will then you know do you want to you know knock on the doors of you know your potential clients this that, and the other whatever the case may be every single time when you are sending out flyers or knocking on doors you need to tell the story of the brand. You need to tell the story of why you're doing what you're doing because they, you know, like I said, people, uh, you know, want to do business with somebody who has a purpose. It ain't it. Uh, it I know it seems like products and services sometimes sell themselves, and sometimes they do. Like toilet tissue, for the matter. Toilet tissue is an easy sale because everybody needs toilet tissue, right? But what's the difference between Charmin and the and the and the you know and the bargain brand, right? The bargain brand it, it gets the job done, but Charmin at the very least it makes you feel like man, you know, I'm wiping my butt with a cloud, right? Because that's why they have those those commercials. That's why they have clouds on the packaging, right? Because they make you feel like I'm wiping my butt with a cloud, which puts in the consumer's head like man, this tissue is soft, right? So be mindful of the brand strategy and make sure that across the board you're telling. Uh, that story which leads me to my next point tell a compelling brand story the thing is like people love to hear like you know people do read the about us page and where it came from where the company comes from because people want to relate to the people that they're buying with especially the millennial generation right they you know they don't want to come you know into uh, account with this faceless brand right that's why you have those commercials that tug at the heartstrings you know of the target audience you know, whether it be uh, the Lumber 84 commercial where it talked about, you know, where it showed the 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 uh, the immigrant, uh, the Mexican mom and daughter. I believe they were Mexican because, you know, that's in our political landscape. That's where we talk about the borders and the other. But they talk about, you know, building this wall and there was a door this and the other. Uh, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google the Lumber 84 Super Bowl commercial. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But that commercial told a story. That, you know, that, yes, they may be in the business of lumber and, and building bridges or building walls or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, they are they are a company that understands that all great companies uh, have people from all walks of life, diversity, uh, not just the way they think, but the way they look, the way they talk, this that, and the other. Right. So whatever your brand story is, tell that story. Do not be bashful about telling that story. Tell that story till the cows come home because the thing is, people relate to that brand more than they do the company. Also, like we talked about earlier, your brand archetype, if you will. If you're going to be the fun-loving brand, be that brand. If you're going to be the credibility and you know established brand, be that brand. If you want to be the... Uh, the hip brand be the hip brand if you want to be the musical brand be the musical brand if you want to be the what the hell brand be that brand you know and you may be asking what's a what the hell brand there's this this uh this hot sauce that that that's being sold by this company i can't even think of the name of the hot sauce but it has the grandma on there's like i put that on everything right 
And so they decided to kind of be the comedic brand or the what the hell or the off off the kilter brand. But the thing is, it sells because it's, it's off the beaten path and people identify with it. Right. They probably have a grandmother or somebody in their family who just says whatever they want, because sometimes when you get older, you don't have a filter. And so that's kind of where that comes from. But anyway, make sure you pick the right archetype for for your business, for your target audience to relate to. Right, so make sure you have the right architect type in place. And once you have that archetype, stay on that archetype. Okay. Now, if it comes a situation where that archetype isn't working or the archetype becomes kind of controversial because of something in the news or whatever the case may be, it may be okay at that time to kind of shift or whatever the case may be. But if that's not the case, stick to that archetype. Okay. They that Coca-Cola commercial with the polar bears and Santa Claus has been running since I was a kid. Okay, because that that works. It definitely works. So just be mindful of that. Also, make sure you have a motto, vision statement, vision, you know, mission statement. We talked about this earlier, right? People love look, people love stuff that rhymes, okay? And you know, and the thing is is like, you know, it works in a myriad of ways. You know, and, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, OJ Simpson was guilty or not guilty, but that whole if the glove don't fit, you must have quit, that it, it rhymes. People love rhymes. And so, like, stuff like that gets stuck in people's head. The fact that I'm reciting it right now lets you know how powerful that was, not only in that courtroom, but in pop culture now. Because the thing is, it, the fact that it rhymes, it helps. Now, your model does not have to rhyme, but it does have to be compelling. So it needs to speak to not just who you are, but what you're trying to convey to the marketplace, to the target audience. And also understand that a brand is much more than just a logo. You're not going to just slap a logo on a letterhead on a product or a service or whatever the case may be and think, oh, it'll just sell itself. No, it will not sell itself. The logo is supposed to help tell the story of the brand. Okay. So if the logo is not helping telling the story of the brand, then it really doesn't matter. Okay, so be mindful of that. And also when it talks about logo, you always use great imagery, not just with the logo, but like on uh, your website or whatever the case may be. Right. And, you know, you you, you want to get to a point where you're taking your own photos you know, and put on your website and this, that, and the other. But if you got to get by the stock photos because you your money not long like that, that's okay. You know, but eventually you want to get to a point where you're putting your own photos to tell your own story. Because the thing is, if you put in stock photos after a while, you're telling somebody else's story or you're, you're using the stock photos to kind of tell your story, but it doesn't organically tell your story. So you want to be mindful of that startup nation. So here's my final take. Like anything in life, it requires balance. You got to run the business right in order for the brand to take hold. You got to get the brand right in order to expand the business. There's a, like I said, you need to understand and have a conversation, a real conversation and an honest conversation with yourself to understand if you want to go with the personal route and building a brand or the business route and building your brand. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with going either way. You want to build a personal brand, build a personal brand. You want to build a business brand, build a business brand. If you want to build both the personal and the business brand, build both the personal and the business brand. All This is all okay. This is your life. This is your path of entrepreneurship. You get to do whatever the hell you think is best for your audience, for your marketplace, whatever the case may be. Understand, though, that, you know, is going to be, you know, it's a balancing act. If you're going to be the business brand, understand that you are you and the business is the business. You are two separate entities, okay? Just be mindful of that startup nation. But also understand that if you're going to get the brand out there, be brand consistent, be brand noteworthy, and understand that when you're building your brand and you're building your business, 
balance is the key word. But that's going to do it for this episode of Startup Life. I hope you got great content as we talked about business and brands and things of that nature. I hope you understand that, you know, look, one cannot survive without the other for the most part. But if you get them both right, you really can have an awesome company. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email using the address in the show notes. Subscribe to the Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.